Hey, past Fordites, past Fordians, past past Ford people. Uh, this is uh, a quick intro, real quick, just to let you know. Uh, the audio really sucks for this one. Sorry, um, it, it's all my fault. It's not Wes or Collins. Um, I was recording on my shabby Android phone, which of course already does not have good audio quality, and the recording crapped out. Um, pretty far into the episode. So what you're going to hear is a lot of Zoom audio, and you're going to hear some echoes, some weird issues, and I'm sorry. That's all I can say. So thanks for bearing with us. It's a pretty good episode. Otherwise, I appreciate you guys listening, and hopefully next time around we'll have the audio crap figured out. Later, snorks. Baby hits 88 miles per hour. Gotta see some serious. Oh, shnikes. Shit, don't get scared. Hold on to your butt. Party on, dudes. Welcome back to the Passport Podcast. This is episode 78, City Under Siege. That's a good choice. What is, what is that? I feel like it's an appropriate choice. From a police, another police academy movie. I had to pull from that bucket, but I feel it's not inappropriate. What are you talking about? I feel like no. I feel like it's appropriate. Like it's yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're a world. We're a planet under siege right now. Mm-hmm. I'm locked away in my closet recording over Zoom. With but you were there anyway. It's not because you're recording. Yeah. Well, yeah. It just so happens that we're recording a podcast right now. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, with me as always are COVIDs seventeen and eighteen. Colin Harmon. Oh, that's me. I'm that one. I'm the seventeen one. And Wes Allen. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Mm, that's exactly what it is right now. We're talking about quarantine life, y'all, but not quarantine life now because we know what it is and we're all sick of it. Yep, but, living in it. What was quarantine life like, or what would it have been like in the 90s when the three of us were just young elementary slash middle schoolers, had a lot of time on our hands, and this is going to be kind of like a a desert island kind of situation where we're just going to go through a bunch of different categories and things, a little bit of free form, and say, hey, which one of these things would you have chosen to be with you during this quarantine? So The bare essentials. The bear. So we're going to start with the bear essentials, the Berenstain Bears, which book uh, from mm-hmm. that <laughs> series? <laughs> I, I personally liked the one with, where they went on a, a picnic. Sorry, I thought I could think of one, but I couldn't. Yeah, I was um, going to be really impressed. Anyway, so we'll get a story. It scared me when they were really mad, like when they drew them mad. It was really scary to me. Have you all seen have you seen the. Uh, it's fake, obviously. I think it's fake, but it was a Photoshop of like the Berenstein Bears, and it, like they were Nazi sympathizers. They were like swastikas, and I don't know. I, I really Berenstein. hope that's fake. <laughs> I should I should not bring up things that I don't. I only have half knowledge of or partial knowledge of. Anyway, already derailed. Was it, wasn't that a Mandela effect of like how to spell it? Oh, the yeah. Berenstein Bears. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's Berenstein Bears, right? Yes. I think so. I don't know. I don't remember because my mind is fuzzy because mm-hmm. of the Mandela effect. And mom's spaghetti. Mm. Knees weak, arms are heavy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
we're going to kick this off with something that's near and dear to my heart. We're going to say, okay, so we're quarantined. We have one Simpsons episode to be mm. with us during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Starting off strong. Which one are you choosing? Um, I'll go first. I uh, love all the Treehouse of Horror mo- uh, episodes because I feel like I feel like any of them would be good in a quarantine because it's many episodes within an episode, so you don't get bored. Um, but I think I would go with uh, number five from season six because there was you know delayed a season, uh, but that had the shinning. Yes. It had That's probably my and, favorite one too. Yeah, uh, time and punishment, where Homer goes back and forth in time and ruins everything, like kind of butterfly effect kind of thing. Mm. And it had the nightmare cafeteria, where it was kind of like a Sweeney Todd kind of situation. I think I would pick that very specific one. Yeah, that's a very good one. Uh, my my sister, when they got Disney Plus, her kids started watching The Simpsons, mm-hmm. which I'm very proud of. And they obsessed over that episode. When they came and visited really? us for Thanksgiving, they wanted to watch that episode. Hmm. That specific one? Really? Yeah. They like watched it more than once yes. on my TV. Oh, that's funny. They loved it. And of course, they don't get the references because they're like 10 and under. But yeah. uh, they really liked it. They're like, yeah, the shinning. Great. I love the shins. Man. Don't want to get sued. Corey, okay. what, would, what would yours be, Corey? It's so hard. It's like choosing, you know, between my 200 favorite children. But I think, <laughs> um, you know, there's more episodes than that. Yeah, I know. I, that was just ballpark within the 90s. It's probably around 300. Um, yeah. But I keep going back to one of my all-time favorites, and that's Deep Space Homer, where he ends up being an astronaut and going into space which is a ludicrous scenario like that's just like that sounds stupid but and it is but it's a really funny episode in season five where nasa is struggling uh to for ratings on their space launches and so they want to appeal to the general american public so (laughs) they decide to go and get an average joe american to go to space with them so they would boost their ratings and homer goes to space and shenanigans ensue i feel Not like really. that episode has a joke per like five seconds i'm laughing the whole way through <laughs> yeah, so, yeah to I, time ratio huh yeah with disney plus i've naturally been going through simpsons a lot especially in the these times of quarantine so but i haven't gotten to the the good stuff which is like season five and six which is i feel like is the best kind of prime era so i look forward to watching because i vaguely remember that episode but uh, i can't wait to get to it because i gotta go in order i can't just skip around you know yeah yeah, yeah. of course not a monster all yeah. right colin do you remember any episodes of the simpsons that you would take with you so that's what i was gonna say i don't think i have uh enough of the catalog i mean i've certainly watched a lot of it but knowing me as a person and then imagining me as like a eight-year-old or maybe a 12-year-old which i know you have like lots of drawings and stuff of that that you guys have each done but Fan if you imagine really. me as a 12 year old or a 10 you're like well what do you feel like i would be like oh yeah he'll watch that one over and over again because he is a simpleton uh two stand out to me one of them is not actually like a really great funny one because it's earlier but 
I know you were outdoorsy. You were a skateboarder mm-hmm. and bicycler. Bart Simpson happens to be a skateboarder. That he does. And there was an episode where he tried to be a daredevil and tried to jump over Spring, Springfield Gorge, which is basically their Grand Canyon. Uh-huh. I remember this, yes. I remember that. Another one, and I really don't have a reason behind this one, but an episode called Lemon of Troy, which is in the sixth season. If you're listening to this and you're not into Simpsons, go on Disney Plus real quick and check these out. I, I promise you, like, watch <laughs> these, and you just can't not laugh. Uh, Lemon of Troy, it is when they have a rivalry with the town next door to them called Shelbyville. And the kids from Shelbyville go and steal Springfield's lemon tree, which apparently had a lot of history behind it. And so uh-huh. the Springfield kids have to go to Shelbyville and get the tree back. And there's a lot of all the Shelbyville characters are like cheap knockoffs or bizarro versions of the Springfield characters. <laughs> I think I think Colin would appreciate the Marge versus the monorail. Oh, episode. that's a good one too. That one was written by Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That uh, is a classic. Like, I feel like you would really appreciate the song, the famous song that goes along with it and all that. So, I okay. We'll I choose that one for you. Appreciate that. Go and watch them real quick right now. Okay. okay. Uh, we'll go off Simpsons for now. Uh, that one was very niche, but that one's near and dear to my heart. So, I wanted to kick off with that. So, like we'll that. go a little bit more broad and we'll talk about how about uh, what, an action figure? from your childhood which like what is that one action figure that you're like i need this during quarantine Hmm. like almost as like a whoopee like you just like to keep you sane a little bit no matter what your age was because i would definitely i would definitely have that i don't think i actually ever was like a uh action figure kid i just never was bought them that sounds like i'm crying for help it only has a little bit but like i just never really had a lot of them uh but i did have like a snoopy like a plush snoopy it's actually still at my parents' house, <laughs> oh. uh, but I had it since I can, as long as I can remember, and I feel like way beyond where it was appropriate for me to be like, oh yeah, that's my Snoopy. <laughs> Want to come to prom with me? Like I feel like there was like a, there was a point where it uh, it was a little too long. Uh, I, I think I would still want that with me at that time for sure. <laughs> that's a good one. It's so you weren't fun. a fan of pl- hard plastic articulation. You weren't a fan of that. Uh, I mean, I certainly was a fan. I just never, I just never had any. I know that's like really makes me sound like I was poor or something, but we weren't. It was just, I just didn't have any. Well, you uh, liked more have, intelligent things now. like connects and Lego. I did, and I did have a lot of like connects that. and Lego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that is Active true. things where you had to be outside other than me and Corey. <laughs> yeah, that's funny to think about. Okay. I think I would choose. See, this is hard because there were so many different iterations of Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think back when I had those things and I really played with the action figures. And I just don't know if I'd be able to get away from having a Ninja Turtle with me. And it'd mm-hmm. probably be the Raphael. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing fancy. None of the like weird the pizza OG. shooters or like spitters or detective turtles. Just like the OG. Or the shell morpher. Or, yeah. Uh, just give yeah, me an original Ninja Turtle, and I I was good to go for hours. Sweet. Yeah, I kind of went the same direction, I but a little more niche with it, because you know me. I think I might have brought this up on our green episode way back when, but um, Mondo Gecko was a side character who was a skateboarding lizard. Gecko, if you will. Mm-hmm. 
and I always liked him. He was always my favorite figure of that line. He was—he had an episode on the animated series, but you know, they, it's kind of monster of the week kind of thing. Um, but he has skateboard, which is really cool because you know, accessories kind of mm-hmm. make the action figure. And I always liked him. He had a really cool elbow pads and everything. I always liked drawing him. Okay, so next category. How about magazine? Because you know there was no iPads, there was no laptops, or no smartphones. You had to read stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go with uh, you know, and, and you know, book, book. We'll get the books later. But how about just magazine? I think for me the easiest choice, and I probably had two choices. I feel like I would have picked Thrasher magazine, even though I had those and I wasn't mm, supposed to. That's a good point. Um, I had a lot of those. Uh, stashed around that I would go buy at like skate shops and stuff. My parents didn't like me having that because it seemed, you know, such a countercultural. Um, and then I had a subscription to BMX Plus uh, mm. with an exclamation point. And uh, that well, was. You have a, to yell it when you say it. BMX Plus! Uh, yeah, it was like a very good time. Uh, but it was just like, you know, here's what's happening. Here's these new parts. Here's these new races. Here's whatever. And I remember one of the things that I ordered out of BMX, because they would like put the whole catalog of everything that was like you could buy from this store in Dayton, Ohio, or something like that. And I sent $60.55 in an envelope to Ohio from California for some wheels that got sent back to me. And when it, they got my money, they called my parents and like your son just sent us cash and coins through the mail and they're like oh he's an idiot <laughs> basically but they still got my wheels but i remember ordering that like cutting the magazine out highlighting what i wanted and sending cash through the mail man, those were the days oh man. my gosh it's crazy i would probably go for a very naughty magazine oh. and i would go so what you're thinking oh fangoria which is a horror magazine. Oh. Or I would go on the flip side and do Disney Adventures. That's that is my definitely magazine. the flip side. The complete opposite side. So I know you can relate to that. Mm-hmm. So mine would go to a little bit of the late 90s. So we're talking probably early middle school here. It was a magazine I was obsessed with called Wow World of Wrestling. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> It was a magazine about wrestling, and it was about both WWF and WCW. I, I felt like um, there was a WWF magazine, there was a WCW magazine, but this one combined both, and it had a really shiny cover. Like, it had, wow, big letters, and, like, it was, like, you know, it kind of, I don't know what you call it, but you, like, move. Like and, foil? Yeah, it was, like, foil, yeah. and, yeah, it would it mix pretty colors and it would capture my eyes but also on the inside they had like you know it, it wasn't trying to pretend that everything was real it was talking about theories on what was going to happen and also a little bit of insider stuff because they had some journalists writing like legitimate articles and and i loved it and it mm. was short-lived i think it only lasted about three years but i i bought every time i had an opportunity to get a magazine that's the one i got that's so funny I will say, like, in the wrestling category, just to put a bow on that one, I feel like since we did that wrestling episode with Joe, I feel like I've been so 
just intrigued at like like right now like what is wrestling doing right now like when they've had like these like things in the training centers and that kind of stuff and like how to do it without audiences but like still trying to just be super in character like oh, i can't look away sometimes watching yeah it. i was so weird. i was about to ask yeah i was about to ask if you watch wrestlemania because i my twitter feed is full of people that are fans of wrestling but i didn't watch it but did you watch it Corey? I didn't watch. I watched clips from it. I, yeah, from I what I from what I've heard, it was people were, that were like, "Meh." They tried. I I really liked the. I saw images from it as well. I liked the first set that they had of like the graveyard, and it just like looked like a scene from like you know Night of the Living Dead or something. So for those who really cool. don't know, they had WrestleMania in an empty arena, um, and so there's just no crowd. It's just the announcers and the thuds of the fake punches and you know kicks and all that stuff um it, it was fine uh i've seen i've seen they've, they've been doing empty arenas uh for a little bit now and it's, it's definitely weird it's interesting it's different but it's not the same as with, with a crowd so yeah Naturally. that quarantine life y'all yep you but i bet it got a lot of viewership because there's no other sports happening or any oh, any kind of live event happening so i don't know okay so essential Let's move it on to another, uh, this is hopefully a, a widely popular category that those at home can play along with, Nickelodeon show. What is a Nickelodeon specific show that you would have had to have in quarantine? I mean, mine's easy. I can go quick. I feel like I would have obviously picked Doug uh, for yeah. obvious reasons. But I think about the reason why is like, uh, having all that downtime in quarantine, I probably would have been like journaling way earlier in life, like just getting my thoughts and emotions out and then isolation. I'd have like, I'd be like the king of journaling now, which is like the most boring kingship anyone can actually achieve. But I feel like that would have been like a really <laughs> good thing for me at that time in life. I didn't pick that up till later on. Yeah, you're right. He is like a prime example of like a good role model in a quarantine to like journal and mm -hmm. to have an imagination come up with your own superheroes yep hang with your dog so i'm basically Good living example. doug's life right now which is great <laughs> yeah basically married uh wes i think i know yours what what do you think were you gonna go with pete and pete no but that is a good one. Oh, okay mm -hmm. i actually thought uh are you afraid of the dark Mm. Uh, I feel like that yeah. would be a good one because it's an anthology. You never get sick of the same stuff, but you know, True. I it always makes me happy. I don't know, hmm. puts me in a good mood. I wavered between two because I mean, you said anthology, and it's like, okay, that's really thinking through. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch a lot of these. So my favorite show probably on Nickelodeon was Salute Your Shorts. Mm. The thing is, is that it didn't last very long. No, um, there's not enough of those. I mean, none of the Nickelodeon shows really did, but yeah, they just re-ran the crap out of them. So my mind went to game shows, and my favorite game show was Legends of the Hidden Temple. Hmm. And that's probably the one I would watch because it's just it's a new one every single like it's a, it's new people every single time. So yeah, that would keep it fresh. And you know, there's probably the replayability. I don't know. And you can play along with the questions and all that. Yeah, and I may or may not be really frustrated with the fact that no one can put the stupid monkey together. Yes. <laughs> At the expense of, you know, holes in my wall, I feel like Legends of the Hidden Temple is the, <laughs> is the way to go there. Oh. Mm -hmm. no, that's a good choice. Did you hear the, you know, they're doing the QB? Is that how you pronounce that? Oh, a, qu a Quibi? Yeah. Quibi. 
that they're doing auditions, like submitting applications for the new Legends of the Hidden Temple show that they're doing. Yeah, which I assume totally has been put on pause. Yeah, but I feel like we should apply for it as a team. I don't know. Is it? Were there teams of two? And they were. So, so probably the more athletic. Them, so I'm it. out of it. I'm really good at monkey puzzles, so. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely should. Like for realsies, we need to do that. Um, let's not forget to do that. I, I I remember looking at that tweet and being like, "Oh, it's like I bet it's shut down." But we should definitely look into it. Um, yeah, totally. That'd be cool to talk about on the podcast. So anyway, um, let's go to let's go to a more specific one. Let's do a Steven Spielberg movie. He had a lot in the '90s. So go through your catalog. Or '80s. Or mm-hmm. '80s. Yeah, I thought we were doing just '90s, but that's fine. Um, well, it would have existed then, so I don't know. No, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. So what is a Spielberg movie then, whether it was '80s or '90s? Any Spielberg movie that came up to the point of the '90s. That you would have with you in quarantine. I would have probably picked uh, for a couple of reasons. I would have picked Saving Private Ryan, uh, both because I just love World War II history stuff and I'm a junkie for it, and I think too it would probably have some like really good uh, survival tactics that I would pick up by osmosis just from watching that movie, just for people not going insane or like, oh, don't do what that guy did in quarantine. I think it would have like a and good, it has Tom Hanks. Yeah. And it has oh, Tom no. Hanks. He's, yeah. He has coronavirus. Yeah. So which it's like, think of the movies we oh, wouldn't have. Stay strong. If, yeah, I know. The movies we wouldn't have if Tom Hanks would have gotten coronavirus in the 90s. Like, oh, man. Ugh. Worked out. Don't want to think about it. <laughs> so I think I, I'll go next. I, I, I tried to pick something different. I don't know why, but I just I, I kept landing on Jurassic Park. I can't get away from that one. I feel like that one was the most entertaining to me from that era. And... Mm-hmm. I, you know, kind of, I thought maybe Indiana Jones series, but then again, I thought it was 90s, so I kind of went away from that. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll land on Jurassic Park. I think I'll go with that one. That one is still just so iconic. I think it still holds up um, even to today, but that's just such a fun story and well-directed story, and I just love everything about that movie, so I would go with Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. That's a good choice. I also considered Hook, by the way. I, I thought of that, too. If I wasn't cheating, I would do Jurassic Park, but I kind of cheated and said Jaws, which was 78, I think. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I would go Jaws. I love it. Uh, I watch it every 4th of July because it's 4th of July movie. Oh, that's, but, a good, that's a good thought. I hadn't thought about that. Um, but yeah, I love Jaws. It's probably in my top five favorite movies, so got to go to go with that one. So. Plus, if you're but, quarantined, you can't go to the beach, so there's no real fear of sharks. Yeah, and like um, the mayor is basically kind of like a president now. <laughs> uh, we'll move on from that. Hot take. Tremendous. <laughs> no, we're going to keep the beaches open. Got to make money. Uh, how about Mario game? Let's go with super, like, not just video game, but Mario-specific game. There's a lot of those to choose from in the 90s. What's one of those that you would just play all the time? Uh, three. Super Mario Brothers 3. Mm. That was the one that I played off the rails. I played that so much. Um, I still play yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, all the time. I feel like that's the best one. It was in The Wizard. Another good Fred Savage movie. Um, 
but yeah, which was basically a commercial for Super Mario Brothers three, but <laughs> love that one. And you can be a raccoon and fly. Yeah. Yep. Or the little stone, which is great. All right, Colin, I'll let you go next because I have two, and you may take one of them. So. Okay, I would have uh, I would have chosen a Mario game. I would have chosen Yoshi's Island because that was a very fun game. Uh, underrated, barely a Mario game, but still counts because Baby Mario's in it, and probably the Super Nintendo Mario Kart. I still play that one. Ah, like on. Uh, I didn't think of Mario Kart. That's a good. Yep. Gosh, that game, so simple but so good. Uh, that was definitely one of mine was Mario Kart. I feel like playing through just a regular game level by level gets old quicker than just playing Mario Kart. Cause you have different, you have all the different levels and stuff, but you have different things you can try to do. I don't know. I feel like yes. that's fresh. Race uh, the ghost. The other one was the, that I thought of was the original Smash Brothers for the same reason. Uh-huh. And that was like late nineties. At least I'm pretty sure it is. I've never played any Smash Brothers really? game at all. Yeah, I, I saw somewhere that like uh, Super Smash Brothers is basically just like a game of rock paper scissors for adults. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> just like everybody has like an equal chance of winning, it's just a matter of like it's total luck and how you're getting to that actual victory. Well, that's why I liked it <laughs> because I wasn't good at fighting games, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me a it gave me a chance. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> okay, next category. Speak. Oh, hang on. I got a I got a random one. Since you brought up the fighting game. Okay. Um, what a Mortal Kombat character would you pick if you had to stick with that same character through all of the quarantine? Hmm. I'll go first since I brought it up. I, I was always a uh, Sub-Zero or Scorpion guy. I always loved those characters for whatever reason. And I, I dressed up as Scorpion one year for Halloween. So I always loved like his harpoon that came out of his hand and all that stuff. It's good mood. My my good first fatalities. My first thought was Sub-Zero. I think that's the one I'd, yeah. I'd go with. I just went and looked up all the characters' names. Because I'm like, what would stand out? And Raiden is the one that I always was with like the oh, coolie yeah. hat. Mm. I was always that's Raiden. a good one. Lightning. Mm-hmm. Power of the gods. It's a pro one. Okay, so let's do um let's do Michael Jackson song. <laughs> specific Michael Jack we had a specific Steven Spielberg movies, now specific Michael Jackson song that you would have And this to... was nineties before all the controversy and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, uh there was well, controversy that we in the early nineties sure. too. <laughs> Amidst, yeah. That we knew of the extent um, of Right. Uh, yeah, so I'll go, I'll go first on this one. I just, I, I feel, I love Michael Jackson. There are, there are so many songs that I could choose here. But the one that I listen to every time it comes on, like in my shuffle, is The Way You Make Me Feel. That's what I picked. Yeah? Agreed. That song is a bop. Isn't it? It's a bop. It, it really, it's the way it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. It really turns me on. It knocks me off my feet. It's a good song. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I don't know That's if there's any one. more to think about. I just think it's a really good song. It's probably one of my favorites of his. So, mm-hmm. I would go uh, Billie Jean. That's a good one. Or or Thriller. Oh, Those are one. my jams. Mm-hmm. That's on brand, I feel. Yeah. Well said. Well said. 
while you're watching it, are you afraid of the dark? Listening to Thriller. <laughs> Reading through my Fangoria. Mm-hmm. Drinking Ecto Cooler. Okay, so then I have to ask then. Let's go with horror movie. Horror movie? Oh. Yeah. I wouldn't have brought in this there up. Were a few, I knew... Well, there are a few from the 90s that I, I did watch and like as a kid. So. Yeah, I'll have to think about that. Go ahead and go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. Yeah. Since I probably got something in my head. Um, my favorite one, it's not straight horror, but it's a horror comedy. It's Lost Boys. It's one of my favorite movies with the two Corys and and uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Great movie. It's kind of like a more mature version of Goonies, but with vampires. It's good stuff. So the one I would go with is Scream. That's a good one, too. Which is also kind of a spoof, because it's got some comedy in it. Yeah. And it kind of makes fun of horror movies within it. And it's still kind of scarier. At least it, it scared me yeah. as a kid. That's but the thing. very that clever it, movie. It, it, make, it makes fun of stuff, but it's smart. Yes. And it's scary. So it's like it does all of those things really well. And all th- I don't think a lot of movies can do that well. So hmm. Scream is a good one. Plus, you know, David Arquette in his prime, you know? That's just... True that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's a tough one. I mean, I feel like if... I did watch some movies at this point that were, like, horror movies against my better judgment. I feel like the ones that stick out to me were, uh, like, the original uh, Amityville horror, which is... It's from the 70s, I think, or something like that, but it's super scary. Uh, Well, at least it was. I haven't watched it in a long time. And uh, the original, like, 70s Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I feel like those movies, in some weird way, are actually, I would even call them good movies. Even though they're, like, a genre that I don't frequent. They're good movies. Both of those are classics. Yeah. Like, you know, those still hold up pretty well. And uh, especially Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's, like, you know, revered as, like, probably top five, top ten, top horror movies of all time. Mm -hmm. And... What's crazy about that one is that everybody thinks of it as like one of the most gory movies ever. Yeah. But there's not like, there's hardly any like blood or gore. It's all in, in your brain. If you actually, yeah. They make it seem like it's like that violent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I had to pick up, one, I'd pick that one because then I would know how to do it. And the grittiness of it is good too. Yes. So you're at home, you're quarantined, mm-hmm. you need stuff to do. We've got our movies, we've got magazines, we've got toys. Mm-hmm. What about uh, things to do with the family? So how about board game? If you could choose a board game, Oof. what would you choose for quarantine? You know, it's funny. I didn't grow up playing a lot of board games as a family. I think I'm just really learning in this podcast that I didn't do a lot as a kid um, <laughs> as a family, which is great. Uh, and I'll talk to my therapist <laughs> about that later. But uh, as far as board hey, games, I feel like... you can like... survive in a quarantine more than all of us. <laughs> Maybe true. <laughs> I live in a cave one day. You're independent, you're self-entertaining. Apparently so, I'm self-soothing. I think what if I had to pick one, I would pick um, Mousetrap. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's one of those games that even though when you lose like two-thirds of the pieces, uh, it's still fun at least to like set up. And even if you don't actually play the game because you're by yourself and you have no friends and you have you know, to live with <laughs> It's at least fun, like by the end, you've set the game up. You can be like, well, that guy goes in there, and that goes down there, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it didn't work. And we'll it would again. take you like the whole quarantine to just set it up. Yeah, so, which is great. You so have I that think, going for you. I think in some sense, even if you have no one to play with, it's still a good exercise in your own 
test of your sanity. <laughs> like, can I set it all up and not knock that one little thing off the peg that holds the cage from going down onto the mice cheese? <laughs> yeah, I pick that. So, uh, mousetrap was my choice, but good choice. I have an I have an alternate, um, and this one's a little bit more niche. And that's actually no, I just thought of another one, uh, but I won't cheat. <laughs> The the alternate I thought of was, do you remember Don't Wake Daddy? Yes. Where you, the dad would pop up from <laughs> yeah. his bed. Oh, this, I never like, had it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it had this like, bed in the center of the board, and the goal of the game was to like you get around the board and you have to do like, certain clicks or something like that. And it's basically like a jack-in-the-box thing where it's like you never know when it's going to uh, pop up. And if you wake up Daddy, you have to go back to the beginning. And he had like, a little nightcap. And that would like pop fly off when he yeah, popped up out of his bed. <laughs> Gosh. Man, I remember those commercials. Yeah, I was gonna say, like the commercials Don't made board games seem like the Daddy. coolest thing ever. Yeah. Because like the environments they were playing them in, whatever, it's like, yeah. oh, it's so ominous, and then you get it and you're like, oh, it's just a rectangle like every other one I already don't play. Great. But Operation right, was one I thought about too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um I thought of two. One was kind of niche was uh, uh, Fireball Island. Have you ever heard of that one? No. That sounds familiar. Hold on. It's basically like a board game that's kind of like Indiana Jones. Yes. Where it oh would my be gosh. this big island and this ball would come running around this track and you couldn't be like in the pathway of it. I didn't own it personally, but I had a neighbor that, yes. that did. It's very that exciting and elaborate. So like, you know, my family wouldn't buy it for me, of course, but like, it was pretty cool. Oh, dude, that game was um, awesome. But a game that I did have was Shark Attack. Did you have Shark Attack where it had the mechanical shark that would go in a circle? Oh, yeah. And it would try and eat. You were like these little fish pieces that you'd go around in a circle and you would roll a dice and it would be your color and you'd keep moving and you had to outrun yeah, the shark. Yeah, that was stressful. Like mechanical that was going in a circle. Sorry. I just looked it up. I didn't have that game, but I love the graphics on it. It's super cool. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things that I'm like you, Colin. I didn't have a, my family didn't really play games or anything that much. So there was like a lot of them that I played by myself, and that wow. was a good one that you could play by yourself. Sorry to bring it down, guys. Jeez. Yeah. yeah no, it's. Uh, I was very. There was content. another one that was similar to that. That was like Crocodile Dentist, where you would pull the teeth yeah. of the crocodile and it tried clamp on your hand. That you could play by yourself. That was pretty cool. I forgot about that game. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> uh, it makes me so happy that you also played all these games by yourself. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> appropriately alone in the world, not less alone, just appropriately alone. That was just fun. introverted. And it's true. It's fine. Okay, so I just came up with one that's kind of a curveball. But you're when you're quarantined, you're not just locked inside your house you can still kind of go out to your backyard or maybe to your driveway so mm -hmm. what is an outdoor activity think something you can do on your property but not necessarily inside that you would want oh i thought of an answer for this one in some sense so i'm glad that you asked it uh i had thought about uh when i was a kid whenever i wanted to like build ramps for skateboarding or biking or whatever we would always like try to be really sneaky about going to like construction sites and getting wood and various materials um unbeknownst to them but i think about like the amount of construction sites that would be abandoned during that time like you could build like <laughs> anything you could build like that whole thing 
uh, in like TM, TMNT when they're like in the foot, uh, like the, that little like hideout, like the oh, lair. I, I yeah. always wanted to go skate that thing in the lair. Like I would build that because oh, yeah. you would have. It was almost kind of like an hook where they had the that skate ramp that kind of went around the whole uh, yeah. Lost Boys area. Yeah, I would totally be pillaging uh, construction sites and just like building as many ramps to like basically. I'd end up breaking my arm and being totally bored the rest of the entire time. But I would be I would be that person for sure. Just steal. Um. <laughs> I thought of, I thought of two. Uh, I, at first, I thought of you know that kind of the ta- the home version of laser tag. But then it's like, well, you know, if it's just me and I doubt my siblings want to play with me. So uh, the next thought I had was the crocodile mile, the water slide. Oh yes. Ooh, that's a good. one. I had that. Yeah. It was very muddy. Is that the one with the jump at the end? Wasn't yeah. there one that had a jump? Yeah. yeah. At uh, which I never actually could make it all the way <laughs> to that point. Like no matter how hard I ran for whatever reason, I would stop in the middle of it. Did you ever put yeah, soap I on it? I wish I had known. Yeah. I wish yeah, I had I known know that then. trick of the soap. Dude, that was the ticket. Uh, but yeah, you just had to have the perfect hill for it. But it's like, there was only one hill that was on my property and it didn't have much grass on it. So it just got really muddy and I just ended up just playing in the mud. <laughs> you got so worms. when I was, this is like, so when I was in college, this is like a very typical college thing. I lived with three other guys and one of them just came home from, I don't know if it was like a thrift store or whatever, but he came home with one of those. <laughs> and so That's we amazing. laid it out in a, like in a grassy area in our apart- apartment complex and played on that thing for hours I love to the that. point where the next morning my like sternum was bruised. Like it hurt really oh, bad. Poor sternum. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Wes, did you um, ever go outside? <laughs> <laughs> rarely but uh it's mine's really sad um as we established i didn't play with many friends i was very independent so um when i would go outside i would ride my bike but um i always i always had a huge imagination so um i always loved like disney and universal like rides where it was like you kind of immersed yourself into some kind of theme or character or movie or something. So I would make up rides in my mind based on something like Darkwing Duck or something. And I would ride through my property or the neighborhood and imagine in my mind, like, oh, this would, this is when it would like dip or like go through this like ominous part where it's dark and scary. And so I'd just like make up these like rides in my head, just riding my bike by myself dude it's really sad we would have been <laughs> best friends as kids and yet never talked to each other exactly. <laughs> that's amazing you just need an extrovert like me to get everybody together yeah i know i wish i had one like yeah seriously that's great um okay so we're we're kind of that's running so low on time here so are there any other categories you guys can think of you want to ask for our quarantine I'll, life i i know one that i i want to know what if there was like a movie you could bring that you've never seen that you're like, oh, I'll just bring this along because like I've never seen it, but I kind of want to, but like I've never mm. gotten around to seeing it. I feel like mine would probably be like uh, Fifth Element. I've never seen Fifth, Ooh, Fifth Element. I have but seen it's that. like I feel like that would be in my wheelhouse. I feel like I would enjoy it and other people really like it. So I figured I would bring that along. I think you would enjoy that movie, by the way, just in general. Thank you. You I feel it. like that I would know, be my I know. answer. Shut up. I feel like that would be my answer because I haven't seen it either. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, I somehow, and like to the point 
where my wife, like, she was Lilu for Halloween. Like, she loves that movie, and I don't, I don't know how I've gotten this far. We've been married for five years. I still haven't seen that movie. <laughs> um, man, the only thing I, I'm trying to think of movies that I haven't seen. Like, I, I feel like I watched so many movies back then. I didn't miss many. Yeah. Um, my thought, I mean, and this goes but beyond that that era is I still have never seen The Godfather. So. I haven't either. I haven't seen any of those movies. And I, I don't Maybe really intend one. to. I, I, I just don't like gangster type movies. I haven't seen Goodfellas. I haven't seen right. Scarface. I haven't but they're seen like, anything they're, like that. They're long, right? So it's yeah. you know, a good time burner, I guess. Mm-hmm. What about you, Colin? Yeah, I was trying to think through this one. Uh, is it, it wouldn't necessarily be from the 80s or 90s, I suppose. But I feel like I could watch it at that point. I would want to watch like old Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton movies. Mm. at that time i feel like there was something about you could just i feel like i enjoy them differently now um but my grandpa sort of introduced me to watching some of those movies like probably when i was in middle school or high school um but just like the what they had to communicate without any dialogue and yet they're so good to watch still like they're from 1915 which is insane but just getting to watch some of those i feel like would be like I'm deliberately watching like the entire catalog of Buster Keaton movies or like all of Charlie Chaplin's movies. I feel like that would be like actually a really good thing I should probably do during this quarantine in real life. <laughs> Cause like, that sounds do awesome. It. <laughs> do it. Start, I like I'll it. start my 1915 podcast and you guys are all going to tune in. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, during the time of another pandemic. So I feel like that would be appropriate. Yeah, that's really true. That's very true. Um, okay. Are there any others? If you had to have one toy play set, I feel like that's a good one to end on because it's like consumer whores that we all were. What is the one <laughs> thing that you would have wanted to like, I have this and thus my life is complete. I'll go first. My easy one uh, for that one would have been like, the, I mentioned it in the past, but like the Connects roller coaster. I wanted that for mm-hmm. like way more than was appropriate for years for me to want that. Like it came out in like, let's say it came out in 93. I wanted it so bad to like 99 and finally got it. <laughs> and it was like way past when connects were like the coolest new thing. And I had so many hours of fun with that. Just like, Oh now what if it went this way and like spending forever trying to figure out how to make it connect? Do I have enough pieces? Oh my gosh, I don't have enough pieces. Now I got to start over. Blah, 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 blah. Tons of time spent pretending I could make my own connect roller coaster style. So I feel like that would be the place that, that if I had to even have that now as an adult, I'd probably want like three of them just to see what I could make out of like all those pieces. That'd be super fun. I think um, mine is not as very educational or like, you know, building the mind. Yeah, I had no friends, so it's great. It was it was the Technodrome uh, for Ninja Turtles. I feel like it was kind of thing that you kind of had to build, Mm -hmm. but it was also a vehicle, and it had just like a lot of parts to it Mm -hmm. that was just awesome. It was BA. It was just awesome. (laughs) I don't know. I that would have been mine, I, and I thought you might really? take it, Wes. That's why I let you go ahead because I thought you might say that one. I I might say the the sewer playset too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that, liked that too. That crossed my mind too. But I I'll actually go. I'll go different. Uh, I'll go a little when I was a little bit older, and that was the Power Rangers Command Center. I remember when I got oh, that, yeah, that for that's awesome. Yeah, when I got that for Christmas, I was ecstatic, and I played with that forever. I mean, just like I did with the Technodrome, so I feel like that was on the same level for me, was like that, just the whole, it had Zordon in it, and it had, you know, obviously like the little trap doors and all the stuff that goes with like a kid's playset. so I'll go with that one. That's awesome. Did you have a little Alpha 5 to go in it? I did, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, man, those were the times. I And I went on this little rant in the last episode, but man, I'm telling you, the 90s is the last great decade before everything just <laughs> went downhill. It was a very technology, pivotal time, for sure. There, technology wasn't to the point where it would ruin us. No, you know, 9-11 hadn't happened yet, no pandemics. If only we could turn back time. Thank you, Cher. But we couldn't record podcasts and talk about it. Oh, but we could record radio programs using our dual cassette uh, boom boxes. Yep. Anyway, that is true. We could do that. That is true. <laughs> well, so the, what are your answers to these questions? What do you have? Question, what questions do you have? What is your desert island slash pandemic quarantine categories? Uh, your answers to these questions. We want to know them. Hit us up at Pass Forwardcast on Twitter and Instagram. We have Pass Forwardcast at AOL.com. If you want to do the email route, we're on Facebook. And I definitely, specifically, I think you should follow us on Instagram because Wes has done a tremendous job uh, of posting lots of content and interactive content that you can participate w- with. So uh, at Pass Forwardcast yes. on Instagram. I'm just sure. bored and have no friends still. <laughs> no, it's great. You do great. You do good work. Um, so thanks for joining us again. Thanks for dealing with the audio issues. Hopefully, the next time we record, we will be together again. We'll see. Um, so thanks for lamenting uh, the old days with us. And uh, I think that's it for us. So until next lamenting, time. Lamenting, that's a big word. I don't know if I used it properly. It's but. okay. You did a good job. Anyway, until next time. <laughs> Leonard Bernstein. Later, Snorks. It's the end of the world as we know it. Uh, and I feel fine. Oh, I get it. Pass Forward was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Not! Hey, Clavis! Wake up! The show's over! Oh, yeah! Kick it!